This is Adrian Griffin, and you're listening to Left Coast Pirates. Seconds to go down by two. Here's Whitehead, guarded by Ochefu, gets the step into the lane, goes to the bucket, layup, rolls around and in, and a foul! Whitehead ties the game! Pow! From Trenton! Woo! What Trenton makes, the world takes! From just west of the Ward Place Gate in San Diego, California, he is Mike Deziri, class of 2001. I am Tom Kaharski, class of 1997. And we are Left Coast Pirates. Welcome to this week's edition of Left Coast Pirates. It is April 25th, 2021. Mikey, how you doing this evening? Tommy, it's a Sunday fun day here in San Diego. I'm a couple bottles of Pinot Deep. Mama Desiree, <laughs> Mama Desiree's 70th birthday celebration, but nothing will stop me from coming back and doing my due diligence and being there for the podcast, Tommy. Well, I'm I, here. I, that's great to hear. Happy birthday to Mama D. Mike, you know, I'm excited. You know, I was wondering a few weeks ago about what were we going to do with ourselves? And you know what I started doing? My oldest made the JV basketball team, and I've been watching her play. It's been exciting. Basketball is still here. You say, what, what are we going to do? I was in vacation mode. You're dragging me back in on my time <laughs> off right now. Mikey, it's basketball season. The kids in California are playing, and most importantly, a future left coast pirate is back in action. I, I, I told you it was the best time of the, the season, the off season. We get to talk to the four players. We got a chance to talk recruiting a couple of weeks back with the front office. And now we have a special treat. Now, now we get to talk to one of the incoming recruits for this heralded class that Seton Hall fans are all excited about. You take these three guys in Weston Conway and Tyler Powell, and you combine them with the three transfers that we've gotten to commit to Seton Hall. And as I keep saying, you throw that cherry on top with Miles Kale coming back, and all of a sudden, things are up and up for the Pirates heading into the 21-22 season. So I'm with you. A lot to get excited about. Many people could have been kind of down heading into this offseason, but the future is bright for the Pirates, and we got one of the guys that's going to be a key contributor to that future coming on the episode today. I'm just loving the fact that you can go up the freeway. It's a freeway out here. It's not a highway. It's not a parkway. It's actually a freeway. And you can see a future pirate play, man. It's exciting stuff. I'm, I'm ready for this. You just like the fact that somebody else is acknowledging that the left coast actually exists. That's the... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just excited that we don't have to worry about a time change when we're scheduling one of these interviews. So let's get to it here. He is the pride and star of the Fighting Frogs of the Rebay Academy and will soon be a left coast pirate himself as he joins Seton Hall's most anticipated recruiting class since 2014. Please welcome to Left Coast Pirates, Tyler Powell. Tyler, how are you this evening? 
Man, I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. I ate good. I, I kind of took a nap well. I <laughs> had long workout, so I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad you got a nap in because Tom brings the energy, as you can already tell. You got to bring the energy when you're on LCP. I promise you that. For sure. For sure. So we're so excited to have you on here, Tyler. You're already a big fan favorite. However, I don't know if you're as big a fan favorite as your uncle Tori is because he just blows up your stuff every time he gets a chance to. How great is it that you've got family that loves you like that? I mean, it's amazing. Like, you know, first of all, it's really a blessing because, you know, they they start from, from the beginning and they just been here supporting me throughout like, you know, all the trials and tribulations and like all like the ups and downs. And I'm just glad to, you know, have my uncle, you know, my mom and coaches and, you know, teammates behind me. So just having that just behind me just pushes me to go harder and mo- and just motivate me just to go, just go like five times as harder. Well, you mentioned trials and tribulations. This past year has been just crazy. And as with most things in life, COVID-19 wiped out California high school athletics for fall and winter. But slowly things are coming back to normalcy. Like high school basketball is back, but it's in the spring. Now, normally we'd be able to find results, but we couldn't find anything about how you guys have been doing so far. According to your schedule, you were supposed to play Santa Claus Rita Christians and Hesperia. Mm-hmm. So tell me, how's the season started for you and the Fighting Frogs so far? I mean, so far we've been practicing. Uh, we've been trying to get the you know the teammate chemistry going. We got some new guys coming in, some freshmen, and you know, incoming sophomores coming in. We already came in. You know, we we just trying to you know build a bond. So you know, we have that you know that click on the court in terms of the games. Uh, it's been pushed back due to like you know COVID reasons. But, you know, we, we're still practicing. We're still, you know, trying to play it safe. And, you know, we're just trying to just go along with this uh, pandemic flow. Well, before you know it, Tyler, you're going to be playing in the Big East. And the Big East, according to us, is the big-time basketball. I don't, I don't care about all these other Power Five conferences. The Big East is where it's at. But you're no stranger to playing on the big stage and performing on the big stage already in your career. Just kind of give some of the fans a little bit of highlights here. In your sophomore year, your team won the CIF Southern Section Division Four A Championship. In that championship game, you tallied 15 points, seven rebounds, six steals, stat stuff in the, the box score. Then you guys were able to win the championship for the CIF State Division Four Boys Group. You guys finished the season 27 and three. You knock off Emmanuel High 60 to 49, and that had a pretty exciting finish. You guys, with four minutes to go, were tied at 46, and you guys end the game on a 14 to three run. So you guys are playing championship basketball. How special was it to be a part of that winning kind of group? Well, that group, I've been with that group since middle school, and you know we built a bond. You know from then, for us to like you know come together that year in high school, we were just like we we're ecstatic. We were we were happy. We were excited. We were like, yeah, we're gonna eat. We're gonna eat this year. We're gonna be every single team. We had that mentality, but we also had the mentality of just working hard. And I feel like, you know, that brought us, you know, we, that brought us, you know, winning that championship and just experiencing that with my guys and with the family and just feeling that atmosphere. And yeah, like getting that NBA field the court because in the high school wall, you can't, you know, in high school, they have like a wall behind like the, uh, the backboard. It's so different. So <laughs> I'm getting used to that field. But other than that, the, everything was so fun. And I want to go back and experience that moment. 
well, I don't think people really understand kind of what your high school program had really accomplished. They really weren't a successful program until you guys had got there and elevated them to this division four group eight championship. But, but now you win the state title at the level four, but going into your junior season, you guys decide to step it up a notch, right? So, mm-hmm. and, and so did you, so your numbers just blow up off the charts, 19 points a game, nine boards, your name, CIF Southern section division two a player of the year. You guys go back and win the South Division title yet again. You put in 17 points and 12 boards in the championship game. But you guys got moved up from Division 4 to Division 1 and also made it back to the CIF title game and were scheduled to play, I'm probably going to butcher this, Campolino, right? (laughs) Yeah. Your team was loaded. You got you, you got Snooky Wigington, Trey White, and unfortunately, the game gets canceled due to COVID-19 right before you guys were about to play it. How disappointing yeah. was it to not have that team get a shot to put another banner up? Um, we actually had got news that day before we we're going to leave. The bus is outside. You know, we're in last class, you know, 10 a.m. with the takeoff, Sacramento. And when we got that text, we're like, bro, I didn't want to go to school over a life. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> awful. That is horrendous. That, I'm not going to lie. It made me real, like, it made you real mad. I wasn't I wasn't taking out anybody though. I was just so frustrated. I was just like, yo, like I was I, I had I had no words at that point. And all my teachers just seen that and you know, everybody just seen that. We all felt that way though, because we wanted to go back to back. We wanted to show everybody like you can do anything if you just really like just work hard, you know, how to write people behind you, you know, you know, just have have that team chemistry just going. Now I really, I really am a big fan of team chemistry. So I'm gonna keep using that because that was really like an important key role to winning championships and defense. But that whole feeling that day, I was just like, I didn't even know what to do. I was just out of it that whole day. And I, went, I actually went home early that day too. So I just, mom, my mom, she called me a Uber and went home. <laughs> just moping just like, around the house. I get it, man. I was so mad. Like, <laughs> So here's the part that I'm trying to wrap my head around. I, I get it, right? I would have been devastated to not be able to take the court and compete knowing that you guys earn the right to play at that type of level. Now, not everybody on your high school team is going to go on to develop their career and play at the collegiate level, but we know that you are right. And here's the Mm -hmm. pandemic shutting everything down as Tom had kind of broken down in the previous question. And you got the senior season kind of put on hold, but you also know you got to kind of stay sharp. You got to get your body ready and you got to make sure that you're ready to kind of take on the challenges at Seton Hall when you get there next year during all this pandemic stuff. So how did you kind of stay on track and stay sharp during all the chaos this past year? Um, part of it, you know, it's all mental. You know, I really try not to, like, get that to me, even though I was frustrated that day. I tried to stay 10 toes and just, like, really just, you know, dial in and maybe just – maybe we will just – I thought of it as, like, a blessing in disguise. Maybe we had that just for, like, you know, you know, it's just, it's just something that's just a blessing in disguise. I thought about that. Other than that, you know, it, I was feeling frustrated at first. But at the same time, I tried to say 10 toes and dial in. Me working out with my uncle, that played a big role. I went over to my coach's house for like three months. I stayed over there. Me and him worked out practically every single day. You know, that that made me realize, like, you know, maybe maybe I can really, like, dial in. Just maybe, like, stay on my 10 toes and be prepared for, like, you know, what's coming next. Because in the beginning of the pandemic, everything was unpredictable. And we didn't really, like, I didn't really know what was going to happen. So I was trying to like stay focused and really like be on guard for what might happen. So just me constantly working on my uncle and just, you know, 
Coach Pookie really like made me stay locked in. So how much court time do you would you say you actually got? Like how many times a week were you actually, you know, getting on the hardwood, putting the ball in your hand, getting shots up? Two times a day, and then we're going to weight room Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But we did have a Sunday off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. You know, God rested on Sunday too, right? Thanks. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Mike. So, but all that hard work over the years has certainly paid off. I mean, outside of just Seton Hall, you had all these schools looking at you. You had Nevada, Pepperdine, Washington State, TCU, Stanford showing all this interest. But you made the right decision and you're coming to Big Blue and coming out to the Hall. So, what ultimately made you choose Seton Hall over all these programs? I had the instant love with Coach Grant and was like the whole staff there. It really just made me realize, like, you know, they're not just talking about basketball. They're talking about, like, life in general and, you know, what basketball is going to lead you to. So just that alone, you know, it separated a lot from, like, the other college coaches, I would say. But the, not the not like the um the, the college was on the list, but it was, like, far away more before my recruiting started to shorten as I um started making my choices. That, that really plays a huge factor. And I feel like as an athlete, you know, you really need to look at that because that's really, like, important all around. So Let's do that. Let, let's stick with the recruiting concept relative to the pandemic, right? We talked about this. The pandemic kind of made everything just a completely unknown. And it, it was a different environment for you guys versus everything that we had talked to other athletes and their experience in the past. So what I want to know is how challenging was it to go through the process without physically visiting the school's campus or, you know, shaking Coach Willard's hand or, you know, looking Coach Grant in the eye. Everything was done over Zoom, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was pretty challenging because, you know, my my coach, uh, Coach Pookie Wigginson, he was like, you know, you got to take all these visits right now. This is one time you got it. Take all your visits, you know, take advantage. You know, this, is your, this is like the one once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So I'm just like, all right, I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to play it cool. Everything was unpredictable in the, in the, uh, in the pandemic. So we, I didn't really know what was going to happen. So as, like, the rules were happening to where they kept pushing, like, the day back for visits, I was just like, yo, like, what am I going to do? Like, ah, like, my hell's going crazy. But at the same time, uh, it, it was it was a smooth it was a smooth um, experience, though, uh, going through the Zoom, you know, seeing, like, the uh, campus and, you know, being able to be, like, face-to-face, virtually, of course, uh, with, the, <laughs> with the coaches, so. You know, everything was all everything was all good. How was Coach Willard's delivery? Was he like straight and to the point, or was he like all laid back and chummy chummy? What what's his <laughs> what's his recruiting style? I'm intrigued now. Honestly, they're they're all pretty laid back. Coach Willard's laid back. Coach Grant's laid back. They always, you know, they're 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 like we, we want you on campus. You know, they always motivate me to just to go hard. You know, stay prepared. Just that alone, like I'm gonna say that, just that alone really makes a difference. And just them, like sometimes they'll call me on the phone. Hey Ty, how are you doing? How's life? You know, it's just more than basketball. Not just about basketball. Well, yeah, just not about basketball. I mean, you talked about the influence of assistant coach, you know, at Rebay, Pookie Wigginton, and you know that name rings a bell for many Seton Hall fans. As you know, he's got some legendary, you know, ties to that 1989 championship team. So there's somebody who's familiar with the program because he played there previously. How much of an influence did that help you make the decision? listening to him and kind of getting the feedback from coach. Well, first of all, he said, you know, adjusting to the East coast, you know, it wasn't really easy for him at first, <laughs> but, you know, I feel like I'm going to just, you know, click because, you know, um, I've always been fond of like trying to like, you know, experience new things and explore and, you know, just meet new people. 
and just, you know, like, I don't want to say, I feel like if I stay in California, I feel like I'll stay in a box in, in a way. I want to be able to network and, you know, meet other people and just, you know, play other people, like, on the East Coast. And I feel like that's what um, made a huge, like, made a huge uh, um, impact when he, like, told me about, you know, Seton Hall his first year and his second year. It was just all smooth for him. It was, everything was just, like, just came like that. It wasn't really just, it wasn't really hard for him. So if people see Pookie these days, they always see a picture with a big old smile. But I'll tell you, when I was a freshman, Pookie was graduated already a few years. He came back to campus, and I happened to get into a game against him, and I didn't belong anywhere on the floor with Pookie. He was the <laughs> meanest dude you've ever met. I mean, it was crazy. He didn't belong on the floor, period. Time. Oh, I got into the wrong you. game yeah, that man. afternoon. Come I got on. no qualms about saying that. But... You know he's taking shots about my jump shot on this podcast. You got to be kidding me. You think oh you couldn't play God. with Pookie? You couldn't have played with Pookie. Oh, the, the look he gave me when I tried to D him up. Oh, the, it was... I remember it to this day. But, hey... You know, Tyler, there's so much buzz and excitement surrounding this upcoming season. And that was even before Seton Hall was able to secure all the transfers that it did. You know, with the rule changes to eligibility and transfers combined with this outstanding incoming freshman class, the fan base is super excited about all the new faces and potential for next year. So with that being said, how excited are you to be part of that? And has Coach Willard told you what what he expects your role to be next year? First of all, I was really excited because when I seen um, – before I committed, I had seen Ryan, you know, commit. And that was – it's funny because I, play, I played with him and I played against him back in middle school. And then when and when Brandon came along, I, about, I, had, I, had, I had slight interactions with him. But as we um, – as he committed and I, as he, like, you know, made his top five or whatever – me and him got a little bit closer. I kind of pressured him to like, you know, I was like, yo, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you see how I'm going. You got to pied piper but, these guys in. I get it, man. Facts, facts, facts. Has Coach Willard told you what your role is going to be next year? As of, as of now, he just, he just, he just expect me just to, you know, just really just, just to produce, you know, be, be efficient, you know. We're all going to be in the lab and everything, but, you know, I feel like we're going to dial in on the roll when I get on campus, so I'm not really sure about that. I got a quick question, Tyler. You already started talking about getting a chance to play with Ryan Conway, Brandon Weston. We didn't have this built into the Q&A, but I want to have some fun now. Give me the scouting report on those two guys. There's a lot of unknown about what your guys' games are all about. I want to know what you guys think about your future teammates coming in. <laughs> I feel like uh, Ryan, Ryan Ryan's really – Ryan's really crafty, and he really knows. He really knows. Like he's a he's a really good decision maker, and I feel like that that alone, you don't really see that many point guards like that. He kind of gives you like resemblance of like a true true point guard, and I really feel like that's gonna make a huge impact alone at Seen Hall. Uh, Brandon's just like a freak, like a like a freakish athlete. Like it's crazy. He really just like when I tell you he jumps. And he like his head just casually goes over the rim. It's just crazy how it just goes over the rim. He'll casually dunk on you, just look at you, and just stare you down. Like, yeah, this is what I do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> other than that, they're all they're all good players. Um, I feel like with all our different type of play styles, we're just gonna like it's gonna like it's gonna really open up the floor offensively. And 
you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be real, it's gonna be real, it's gonna be real good. We got a chance to learn a little bit about their game, but the, what the fans really want to know is they want to know more about your game, right? You're the guy here on the West Coast. They don't know as much about what's going on because we get more of the East Coast recruiting buzz. So let, let's let's stick with you now. April of 2020, nothing but Net Magazine does a write up on the best of the SoCal rankings, and on most of the write ups, you're somewhere in that like 130 range nationally. But in their description of you, they say. Tyler's one of the most underrated players nationally. And my question is, what about your game makes that statement true? I feel like my versatility makes me uh, you know, makes me like more of a more of a threat on the on the court. Um it'd be times where I can just go inside, maybe times where I can just go outside. I really like to shoot the three. So if I get going on the three, I'm just like, I feel like that instant just like I, that instant confidence, I'm just gonna keep shooting the ball. Even if I do miss, I'm just like, it's just confidence, really. I have the confidence just to shoot the ball, or just like, you know, make plays from for me or like my, my teammates. But I thought the versatility is like really, really a key difference for me. I'm That's a really good I'm looking at your body type on all these videos. I don't want to see you shooting threes. I want to take, I want to see you take that smaller guy down into the post and teach him a lesson, man. You got a college slash NBA ready body already. There's no development by the time you're a junior. You're ready to take kids to the hole now. You know what? My, 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 I'm a, hey, Mark, hey, I got you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I got you. You know what? Hey, I'm gonna come back to this. I'm gonna come back to this 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 timestamp. I'm just gonna be like, if I dunk with somebody, I'm gonna come out this time. I'm not saying you can't shoot the three. I'm just saying <laughs> Tom likes a rim rock and dunk. We do a segment on the show in the middle of the season called Whoa, did you see that? Tom's like Tyler's gonna be all over this segment throughout his career. Uh, you, know, you know what? I got you. You know, got you. you know, a lot of times freshmen come in. And they're a little lanky, and they're not so sure of themselves. But Uncle Tori seems to have you ready to rock, man. So we're excited about this. Tyler, before we let our guests go, we make them walk the plank. We're going to ask you five rapid-fire questions. We want five rapid-fire answers. Don't think too much about it. Just jump right in and give us the first thought that comes off the top of your head. You think you're ready for this? Uh, this feels like an SAT test. <laughs> <laughs> this is your first test of the real Big East, my friend. Let, let's get it going here. Let's let's get it going. All okay. right, you ready? Yes, sir. All right, question number one. Most points scored in any game at any level? 38. Toughest player you went up against in high school? Josh Christopher. Favorite basketball player growing up? Kobe. Big East road environment you can't wait to experience providence best seton hall player you've seen play so far miles miles Fowler. bonus question how many times has coach wigginton told you that the seton hall pirates should have won the national title back in 1989 infinite times <laughs> <laughs> there was no foul there was no foul tyler i swear any times i'm over his house just show me that same, same, same play. I'm just like, okay, I get it. <laughs> Congratulations, Tyler. You have walked the plank. It's been so great to have you on tonight, man. We are expecting big things of you, and we're super excited to have a real left coast pirate show up on campus, man. Thank you so much for your time. The minute you throw down one of those tough dogs, we'll be tweeting it left and right. I promise you. Yep. <laughs>
Yep, it's going to be lit. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> Tyler Powell, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Left Coast Pirates. Be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other of your favorite listening platforms. Also be sure to follow us on Twitter with our handle at Pirates. We are also proud members of the What You Expect Network of Podcasts. And don't miss out on any of our previous episodes that include interviews with Seton Hall legends, Danny Calandrillo, Mark Bryant, Andrew Gaze, Shaheen Holloway, and many others. For Tom Kaharski, I'm Mike Desiri, and you've been listening to Left Coast Pirates. Thank <laughs> you.